Oder waren wir Page Kufayen Gimel? Such an important sugya. Applying all that we're learning and we've learned to be able to not only tolerate people in whom we see all types of Hesoyanist problems, people who are very different from us, not only to tolerate, but to actually feel ahava, to feel a kesha, to feel a dveikis. And we learned that in order for that to happen, there are two basic avoiders that are necessary. Aleph, we learned to live with that amuna, the etzim of myself, the etzim of myself is toiv. From understanding that, from living with that, a person, of course, has to realize that not only is the ani within myself good and pure and holy, but the ani of the other person is also good and pure and holy. How do I cross over from that, thank you, from that emuna in myself that allows me to love myself and to be good to myself and to have a deep abiding concern for my welfare despite all my chesreinus because I know that the etzim of who I am is Kaddish Vatar. How do I cross over from the Ani to the Atta, from I to myself to the other? The only way to do that, it's not enough to know the truth, that not only am I good, but that person is good. The only way to cross over to the person is again, with what? Nesina. Koyach HaNesina. Only through the Koyach HaNesina does a person climb out of himself and go towards the other. I could know that every Jew is Kaddish and Tar. I've read every single Kaddish's lady a hundred times. And I've learned all this from Kaddish. And I know that every Jew is a Tzadik is a Kaddish and a Tar. But if the guy he looks at me the wrong way, I'm ready to strangle him. What's the matter with you? How, how, do you? how do you have the nerve to go and strangle a tzaddik? How do you have such thoughts about such a tzaddik? How come you don't feel his sitkas when you're angry at him? How come you don't feel the sitkas when you see his chesreinus? How come you don't feel the sitkas just because that person is different than you? It's a diff- different way about him or her, different personality, different minhagim, whatever it might be. The Torah says that you know that truth. <clears throat> but since you're Be'etzim, a Makabel, your whole life you're a Makabel. Your whole life is you, yourself. So, Baruch Hashem, now you've discovered that you're talking much better than you thought. That's good. That's Aleph. But how do I look at others in that way? It's only by engaging in the Avaidah that we've been talking about the past few months, the Avaidah of Amanas, Lashpia, Nesina, Nesina to do for someone, to give, to cross over, to break the machitza between myself and the other. Page Kufa and Gimel, all the way on the bottom. V'mabet ha-shidchi niru l'vnei adam, e'en kezeh musa gleha v'nashim roi. V'mabet ha-shidchi, when you look just on the surface, superficially, <coughs> 
What's the inion of what's the inion of loving bad people? Bad people that are bad. What's the Indian to love someone who's bad? There's an attitude that people say, let him die in his avayus. What's in my union? I have to love the guy. person that does terrible things. So yeah, let him pay for the terrible things that he's done. Look, a person, a person has to be cleansed of those things and purified of those things that are wrong. And there's an Indian of punishment that the Baruch has in the world. It's in this parasha that we just had this past Shabbos today. The Dovash is other. Well, let me know that there's an Indian of Mida can I get Mida? There's punishment. On a very practical level, but on the most basic level, if you're not afraid, if you're not afraid of the malchus, if you're not afraid of what's going to happen if you do something wrong, of going through the, that you might get caught going through the red light. Or you might get caught doing this avlo that avlo. If you're not afraid of the malchus, then isha sreyuchaim. Before to your shemaim. There's punishments. A person does something wrong, he can go to jail. He can get he can get fined, whatever it is. Because if not for the fear of the malchus, people would swallow each other up. We understand that there needs to be a deterrent to crime. There needs to be therefore a punishment and a seder of mishtar. Order, we understand. If there wouldn't be any laws in the world, the world would not be able to continue. People can't go, can't live like that. But if you have, if you have a guy and a judge who's sitting in the big bez in the bez in, in, in the Sanhedrin in Yishalayim. Or he's sitting in a dozen of 23. And there's a matter of life and death. The judge is sitting in a dozen where someone's life is being decided. And the dozen does die in the judge, Paskins, that this guy is high to be killed. If this die doesn't love this person who's chay of misa. So not talking about a good person. It was very, it's very hard to be chay of misa. You have to work at that to be chay of misa. It's one thing to be chay of misa, but to be paskind in the bezdin, that the person is chay of misa. Yeah, it's a person that did something terrible. It's a Russia. And if the dying did not love this person, the oyhev oysayahavis nefesh, if the dying doesn't love this person, <clears throat> who has to die with a havis nefesh in a deep way? It's a strong sentence. It means that it could be, it doesn't have to be, but it could be, that in the depths of this person, of this dying's heart, there is some pleasure, God forbid, that he has at seeing the death of a human being.
could be some pleasure to see a person die. If he doesn't love that guilty person with, a, with a, an Ahavis Nefesh, then it could be that there's some sort of a Nagiyah that's very likely, that there's some sort of a trace of something there. For whatever reason, people have this bizarre fascination with death. There's a reason why horror movies and so on, and all these violent, uh, scary things sell. People are, are running all the time to see these movies. And if they're not going to see in the movies, so people are, are, are buying books. And if they're going on the highway and there's some terrible accident, then the traffic is back in both directions. Mainly the one, the direction that the car is in. You understand that the cars are all backed up because there's an accident. What's the matter with the other direction? How come the other side is all backed up? Because everybody has to stop. Why do they have to stop? They have to stop because they're Achmanis. They have to stop to say, I to Hillam. They have to say, I What are they stopping? To look, to see. <clears throat> there's an Indian, there's a fascination with, with death. And unless there's an Ahavis and Nefesh, Miyaymer, who could say that there isn't some sort of a thing inside the person to see another human being be put to death? There are many, many studies made about this thing that show that there's an Akud like that in the person. That's why you understand to be sitting on such a bezdin. You know what a tzaddik you have to be? What kind of a tzaddik to sit on a, to sit on a bezdin? <clears throat> There's a famous joke, but it's by tzaddikim, that Rav Hutner and the Satan Rav Susimayoni were sitting together. And at that time, there was an idea in Echisol, there was an idea that the, the, they were talking about the possibility of creating a bezdin habad. Uh, to create a Sanhedrin, let's call it, some sort of a big bezdin in Yerushalayim. And, and you know that one of the requirements to be saw in today's parasha, one of the requirements to be on the bezdin, is you have to be a Sainay Batsa. What does that mean? You have to be somebody who despises money. Sainay Batsa. So if Hutton and the Samarov are talking about this, and Rav Hutner is the Sabbath of the Rav Hutner, so we can't have such, but we're going to find people, we're going to find a Talmud Chachem, somebody who hates money. So Sabbath of says, Fagel? He says, we'll pay for one like that. We'll pay, if you pay somebody enough, they'll hate money. That's what the Sabbath of says. Fagel, we can always kaifen. Can kaifen always. Sabbath of says, we'll find someone who'll take enough money and he'll be a sign of But there's to be, you know, kind of tzaddik means to be sign of to have an Ahavis Yisrael that even for the biggest Russia, it's like to be like a Moshem Tzayyid. For the biggest Russia to have an Ahavis Nefesh. The guy's, the guy's not only is he guilty, but he, is, he did amazing. And there was a Hasra, there was a warning in Edom and Alman. To, to be Chayv means. And the dying, everybody who's sitting on the, on the Bezan has to be on such a Madrega, where he has such an Ahavis Yisrael, where there's Ahavis Nefesh for such a person. <clears throat> because if not, who knows? The evil that lurks in the heart of a person. I remember when I was in high school, they were, we were reading about in a book that they were taking it, they, they, they had a person, and they, you all know this, Mestama, because you, you also have to read the same thing probably, that they, that they put on a person uh, uh, an instrument, and they, uh, and they said that to the, if you turn it up a certain, the, there's another person outside, a, a, a one-way window, 
and they told him that if you turn this up, it has to be in a certain level, this voltage, whatever. And if you turn it up too high, then it, it becomes painful and dangerous and so on. I don't know what exactly was the whole thing that they told him. It was a test for this stuff. Really, it wasn't anything. It was an actor inside who saw a thing of what that guy was doing on his control. And they found person after person. Was sitting, like nice regular people, not talking, nice, you know, stunned people, that they were sitting on the outside of this thing looking in, and they start at the beginning to move it a little bit to see, and they saw the guy like start to shake a little bit, and they looked, there's nobody there, and they made it a little bit higher, and they said, the guy, and, they, and, and they were doing it until it showed close to killing the person. And they were told that nobody's watching, and it's just to keep an eye on the thing, and this person it has to be regulated, and so on, they're, they're playing with it, close to killing the person. It's, it's strange. There's such an Indian in a person. <laughs> if the dying loves this person, and the dying is crying, he's crying. That Afal Nevertheless, the guys chayv me. According to the Torah, there's nothing you can do for him. We tried everything. There's nothing you can do for him. I used to teach in the yeshiva in high school years ago, where where it was very very hard to get thrown out of. There was a boy, it happened, one, it was with a hundred warnings, and there was and when it happened, the principal was a dear friend of mine was going a whole week. I know this. Was sick. He would fast. He was davening. He would go to daven by kivrei tzaddikim before he asked the boy to leave. And then he would call the boy afterwards and get him placed somewhere else and to see how he's doing and invite him for Shabbos after he threw him out. <clears throat> he loved every kid with an Ahavis Nefesh Mamash. It wasn't stopping. So you have certain places where they say, get out of here, finish. Don't throw a kid out. It's Ahavis Nefesh. Sometimes, you have to pass him that way. Harry says, and So that's not that's not a contradiction. On the one hand, he does love the person. The dying, the judge, loves that person. He was over that, and the Torah says that you have to do such a thing. You have to pass him according to the halach. But if you don't love the other person, you don't love the person, and somehow through the kaychas of your nefesh you've come to the conclusion that this person has to die. That decision that this person has to die could be coming could be coming from a place that doesn't truly understand the existence, how important the existence is of a human being, or how precious a person, a human life is. Could be coming from such a place. It could be that that guy in, that judge, even though he's a big Tamachachim, it could be, there's a huge mechitza between him and other people. It could be he's a genius in learning. 
<coughs> but he's living on the other side of the Mechitza. And because he's living on the other side of the Mechitza, he doesn't really see who this person is. He doesn't really understand who that person is. He doesn't really, in his mind, he doesn't really validate the existence of that person, Be'emes, as a human being. And therefore, there could be some funny thing in the Koyches and Nefesh that could twist his mind and move the decision in that direction to Paschum and Yitzchavis. There's a very deep thing that Rabbi Yuchim said. The famous Meshgiach from here. Listen carefully to these words. Rabbi Yuchim said, it's a very deep thing he said. Okay, let's just translate that. It's very simple Hebrew. There's no human being in the world that's capable of murdering anybody. So how could Rabbi Yochum say such a thing? What do you mean? Every day we hear Maisa. People killing people. From the beginning of time. From Bracious. There are people that kill people. So how could Rabbi Yochum say, There's no Ben Adam in the world that's Masugal to kill. That can kill someone. Almost every day we hear such a thing. So Rabbi Yuchim explained. If a person would feel that that other person who he killed, if a person would feel that there's another life here, there's a human being. There's a human being. A person, wife, and children could have still a mother, a father, grandparents. A human being. If the murderer would be emis, acknowledge that that's a human being. That there's a key, that, that person is kayan. So Yuchim says, And if the person went ahead in any way, he killed. Yuchan says, it's because no one else in the world exists. When he said that no one's capable of, no Ben Adam is misogyn to kill another person, it means as long as he knows that there's another person. But there's such a thing that a person is so wrapped up in himself, He's so completely shaku in himself. He's so blocked by the mechitza that stands between himself and the rest of the world that he doesn't think that that's another human being. All he knows is that he's angry because what? Something bothered me. Something upset me. He's jealous. Somebody did this or somebody did that place. Whatever it is. I remember there's a, there's a famous book also we read in high school. It was called All Quiet on the, Rest, on the Western Front. You read? It's a very Hashem, famous book. It's about World War I. <clears throat> it's a very powerful book. And the part in it that made a very big Rashim on me, there were a number of things that I recall being taken by. There was one part in the book where there was an American soldier 
American or a French a soldier that ended up in the same, in the same, they jumped into a hole in a trench, and over there there's a German in the same trench. Then those two enemies ended up in the same trench. So a mouse, there's stuff going on all over. They both jumped into the same place. This guy was shot, the German was shot, and he's dying. The other fellow takes out, the other fellow talks to him. They can't, he, he can't hurt him at that point. And, he, and then, and, he, and he's trying to talk to him. He's saying something about his wife. And he takes out his wallet, and he's something to show him that you could tell my wife what happened to me is thing to, to talk to her. So the point there was, Stam on the battlefield, people are shooting each other, they're, they're killing each other. It's the enemy. And on the battlefield, the enemy has to be killed. The enemy is shooting at you, and you have to shoot, and that's all there is. But in that trench, with all the shooting and, 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 and bombs going on outside, that trench was like away from the Mulchama. They were safe for a few moments, and it wasn't the Mulchama. It wasn't the war. And in that place, there were just two fathers, two husbands, two children who have parents in that place. And in that place, murdering a human being is absurd. One of the things my father told me, my father told me is that after the war, my father, he was there waiting to get a boat to come to America. And a lot of Yidin that were just dragging around. And my father was there. And there were American, the American soldiers there. And they found uh, they found a Nazi that was hiding or something, and, they were, and, the, and the Americans took him and they and they, were, and they uh, handcuffed him and they were they were pushing him to take him somewhere to, to, to jail or to somewhere. And my father was there, and there were I think my father was either by himself or there was one other yid that was together with him, and the and the soldier, the American. Gave my father a gun. He said, I'll "Give you the pleasure of killing this Nazi." Just like that. They gave my father a gun. Say, shoot him. My father said that he, he in that situation, he, he, he couldn't do it. He gave them a big brach that they should kill him. You understand? But, but, but my father said that he couldn't just like that. The guy standing there, he, he just couldn't take the gun. He never did anything like that to take the gun and to shoot the guy in the head. And I thought about that. I was upset with my father. I was upset. They couldn't have a little hana, you know, to, to get a little nakam or something like that. And, and all the years, nakam and nakam and nakam, he had uh, one bullet in the guy's head. And the, and the Americans were going to throw him into, uh, into the forest. And try to think it was done. No questions. This was a strange thing. I couldn't just like that. And that massive, I felt I couldn't do it. Not that I liked the guy, not that I wanted to live, but just to do that, I couldn't do it. And I thought about that a lot when I was growing up. I don't know, I don't know if I could be, a, we all think that we 100%. We'd get a big machine gun and we'd, we'd go doing it like that. Because, you know, we saw a lot of movies and it's like that. But it comes down to it. When the person looks like there's a kiyam of a human being, it's not the Shasa Melchama, it's not in the war. There isn't, there's something, especially in a person who's more able, then it's hard. 
That's how I would. It would have been in any other context of the Mulchamu, there wouldn't have been a question. But at that massive, the guy's in, in handcuffs, and they're pulling him over there, just, when the other human being looks like there's a human being, there's a human being. Okay, the terrorist says he's not a human being. And we're all thinking it's Amalek, it's not a human being. But for the moment it looks like a human being. He's frightened and whatever, and he starts to think maybe maybe this one's not, wasn't such a big rush. You know, he starts to think. So Rabbi Yuchim said such a sentence. Rabbi Yuchim said that if you could kill someone, and he says no person is misogled to kill another person, meaning the only way that someone could kill a person is because he doesn't think that that's another person. He's not machshiv. He's so far removed from humanity. He's so far removed from humanity that he could kill someone. That's what Rabbi Yochum said. So you think we don't do that? Not God forbid with bullets. You don't think we can do that with words? We don't do that kaseda with words? You can kill a person with words? Kill a person with words. We do that all the time. I mean, people, some people more, some people less. You're not machshiv the other person. You're not careful with what you say. You can say, you can take Rabbi Yuchim's sentence and say, no person is capable of insulting another person. How is it? How could it be that you? Humili- I'm sorry, not by misunderstanding, but how could it be that you humiliated someone? The Teretz is, he's not a human being. It's not a human being. In your eyes, you're so wrapped up in yourself. You could have you could have chaver that is sitting together, and they're making cracks about a person that's sitting there. They're making like jokes and stuff, and that person is dying, mamish, from the jokes, from the cracks. To the machshifim, as a human being. And if that person, if that person would open up and start to cry, and pour his heart out about about who he is and what his life has been like and so on. No decent person can make jokes and to hurt his feelings. But that's how it is. If your whole life is a macabre, if you're just a macabre, you don't think of the consequences of how this could affect the other person. The ikir is, I get what I want. If right now I need revenge, you shoot the guy. Or you insult the guy. If right now I need to vent, there's this thing, to vent. Venting became a word, it used to be just like in walls. Now you have, or in ceilings, now you have a new thing to vent. And to vent means, you're allowed to say anything that you want, and they say, look, I'm sorry, I have to get it off my chest. I was venting. Venting. There was a mice that I had, there was a, there was a, there's a certain rabbi that was, that was, in front of a big island. He was making fun of uh, me and Chesidus, different things in front of a big island. I never said anything to him. The whole place was laughing. I never said anything. So I guess he thought about it. He's a, he's a fine person. He thought about it. And it took him, it took him a while because it was from like Hanukkah time till, till Asesame Tshuva. He said it, but then Asesame Tshuva, he asked if he could see me. And I understood that. I, I, and I told him, it's okay. He wanted to come to Esra Mechid. It's a chash of a thing, no? So he came to Yisrael Mechilo, that he said that. And 
the way he, he said he wanted it, it came with an explanation. It wasn't just I'm asking for mechila. He said, I have a very sharp tongue. And sometimes, uh, sometimes because of how sharp it is, I, I humiliate and, 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 and I don't mean, I don't, I want to hurt people, but sometimes my tongue is very sharp and I hurt people. <clears throat> so I said that Shas uh, it made me uncomfortable, but I, I, I was Michael you, I'm Michael you, 100%, and Shkarech for coming, and so on. But the emphasis, the way he said, not I was Michael, but the way he said it was that uh, well, there's almost like a, there's a, a hat there that if you have a sharp tongue, that you have a sharp tongue, that, that you could say things to hurt people. Now, I'm as guilty as he is, and maybe ten times more than he is as a fine person of doing things like that. Bishas Halimud, and when you're learning, when, you, when you're talking and you're learning, especially in the Shia, you can say things that are sharp, or you're dealing with a lot of people, you can say things that are sharp. But that's obviously not an excuse. It's a terrible, terrible chisar. And it's something that has to be fixed in all of us. If a person's a macabre, if a person's a macabre, it means that he is built a mechitza, that he lives behind, and he doesn't see that when you make that crack, when you make that statement, he doesn't see the eyes of the other person. That in the other person's eyes, he's so hurt, he's so insulted. Because the one who's making the crack is so wrapped up in himself, because he's a macabre. And if you ask him, do you know that every Jew is holy? He says, of course, every Jew is holy. He says in the parish. And he could tell you a whole Shia maybe on the Indian of the Erech of what a Jew is. But if you live on the wrong side, if you live on the other side of the Mechitza, if, you, if you're a Makabal Be'etzem, you don't ever notice that the other person's crying. You don't notice that the other person's in pain. You can be married to somebody for 40 years. And even though you have a marriage and you're together in the house and you're together all the time, but there's like an invisible wall. There's a mechitza between the two. So one could say things that hurt the other person. One could ignore the other person. How could you do that? The terror says, not that you're bad some evil, you're bad some good. You don't, you, you're such a macabre that you don't even think what's going on on the other side of the mechitza. You don't think of what's happening to that person. But you're not paying attention. The person says, you know, you haven't said anything for the pair. You haven't said... Uh, a nice word for the last uh, two weeks. You look around. You talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. When was the last time you said something kind or something warm? You're talking to me. Me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. When was the last time you? When was the last time you said something that that was nice, that was warm, that was? Uh... When was the last time? Yeah, yeah. You could be oblivious to it. I think I didn't. I, didn't I, I think I said good morning to you on Tuesday, didn't I? I said something like that. Good morning. Uh, I came home and I said, uh, "Did you have a nice day? We're supper." Didn't I? Didn't I say something like that? You could be oblivious of how cold you are, of how cold you are to a person who you promise, you swear, you love this person. You could be cold and totally oblivious. Why? Because you're a cowboy. You always were a macabre. You're not bad some chalila bad, you're a yid. But you're a macabre. 
and because you're a Makabel, you're not a Noisein, you don't take note of the Kiyam of the person who's living in the same house with you. You don't take note unless it's something that's good for you. If it's good for you, so then you'll say nice things. But if it doesn't serve your purposes, then you don't climb out of the Mechitzah. And when you say the nice thing, it's not because you broke down any Mechitzah and you're being warm and loving and friendly. It's because there's something in it. There's a Matan either. You have a Cheshm. You have a Cheshm why it's good for you. If it wouldn't be good for you, you wouldn't have to talk to the person for ten years. And from here comes, there comes a big outcry. And I'm, it's not, I can't talk about it, but Rab, but I, but Dialog Hakim, those will understand what the Rem is. How many wives are brokenhearted over the fact that their husbands, most, a part of the month, have no shaykhs to them on any level emotionally. Dialog Hakim, but when, but when it's Kedai for the husband to be friendly and nice, all of a sudden it's interesting how there's no Mechitza. A nice. How the Mechitza went away. But all of a sudden you became an attentive, caring person. No, the terrorist is, is a Makabal. It's for Zich. For him. If it's Kedai for him, he'll put an effort in. If it's not Kedai for him, he doesn't notice that there's another human being. It's not, it doesn't mean, in the same house, it doesn't notice there's another human being. That's how dangerous the Koyach of Kabbalah is to be a Makabal. And only when a person can break that Mechitza down is it possible, even with the biggest Rasha, forget about your own children, your own husband or wife, but even a Rasha to have a Havis Nefesh, to see his pain. To see what this Russia, how did he become a Russia? You think Stami fell down from Shemaim as a Russia? What made him into such a person? If we would get the worst Hilaria in the world, the most dangerous Hilaria that none of us would be would go, would go next to without having three police with us. If you look deep, deep, if you're a person that had eyes to see deep into that person, you'd see another human being. You'd see another human being that's in such pain. That he has no way to he has no way to to soothe his pain without drugs and without killing and without stealing. He doesn't have any way to soothe his pain. He's a human being. He's a never bit salem. He's bad to etzim. He's not a malik. He gave up on everything. But if you were able to look in his eyes, I just saw there was a crazy thing going on. It's this is what it's come to. It's hard to believe in etzisrael. But in Ashdod, you know, there's a big Hasidic uh, community in Ashdod, and there's a lot of Gera Hasidim in Ashdod. And they have the, the, the Rav of Ger in Ashdod is the Rav Gross. It's a big, big Tamachov and very Choshevi. So, what happened over the past few weeks, apparently, there have been Chilonim, non religious guys, that have been going like on the street, like a gang, gang of guys. And they were, they beat up some from people. One of them was seriously injured. What's been going on? So apparently there's some of the from that are making fun and screaming things, bad things, to some of the people that are not from. And these guys uh, got together in a gang and they went and they started beating up from people. 
So, of course, right away, everything, it's a pogrom, and it's a war, and it's going to be this, and it's going to be that, and they're going to go to the Knesset, and they're going to go to the, talk to the, who knows what. But this Rav, the Gera Rav over there in, 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 in um, Ashdod, he went and he invited the Rosh Chabura, he invited the gang leader, the head of the gang, in the sweetest way, told him he's a Yehudiya Kar, precious, beloved Jew, my friend, I want you to come to my house, can we talk? And he invited him, he came with the whole chav, and the Rav said, my house is your house, and you're welcomed into my house, the doors are open, I love you. He says, you're Yidin and we love you. He says, it was wrong, any of our chav that said bad things to you, it was an avl and I'm going to correct it, no one's going to say bad to another Jew. And these guys right away like were crying. We never would hurt another Jew. We want him. We have, Rabbi, we respect you. And that the Chvod HaRav, the Chvod HaRav, the Chvod HaRav. They're, they're ready like to become Chassidim and put on Tzvillim. No, that's what it sounds like. I read the article. I saw it Mamish. You know why? Because that Tzadik doesn't have Mechitzas. The guys that are calling names, yeah. But not him. The Tzadik doesn't have any Mechitzas. He loves these Yidin. What, because the guy goes with a shaved head and he made himself with an earring? He's a Yid. Could be that his grandfather was also a chassid. Who knows? And Rav Brosus went and he says, come to my house. And he put out food for them. And they labored there to sing with them, to talk to them. And after a short time, they're eating out of his hand. Anything. Rabbi, you don't have to worry. We're going to take care. No one's going to hurt anybody here. Because there's no mechitzas. That's a judge. That's a dying. You understand? Ahavis nefesh for another Jew that he loves every Jew. No mechitzas. A noisain, not a makabo. All the makabo are going to ready. They're going to make protests. You understand right away? Protests and plaster, think, plastering things on the wall. That's just well. There's not much to do on a Saturday night. You understand? <laughs> so they're going to plaster stuff and we're going to make a half ganah and they're going to do nothing. The one tzaddik says to them, "Who ever thought of it? Nobody even thought. Why don't you invite them over and talk to them?" Who thought? The tzaddik thought of it. Why? Because the tzaddik doesn't have any mechitzes. All he wants is one thing. He wants to be together. Yidin should be friends. That's all. There shouldn't be any fighting. There should be shalom. We're all Jews. So, he had no agenda. He had no inyan. He had nothing. Only one thing. Ahava. Love. Love. People say, like this, like that, the, the scariest people in the world were his Hasidim. He had Hasidim. I don't mean, not only people that weren't Jewish, people that weren't Jewish. Because it was disarming. Because a person could come at him and be angry and this and that. And Ibshalim was just, oh, I love you. And he started to hug you and to talk to you and invite you over for a coffee and a, and a donut. That's how he was. And it was, it was authentic. And you could see in him that it was authentic. People that insulted him, that spat in his face. He had no hakpadis. He would only wipe it off and say, Afalpichan, I love you even more. You're such an honest and sincere kanoi. <laughs> the stories like that from him. I knew of such a mice that I said that happened in Monticello in the sun. <clears throat> that we went years and years ago, we went there. The Shang was singing, and I'm going to say Shabbos, in Monticello by Fialakos. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't know. So he was singing over there. And there was a, there was a, a guy, a kanoi, and he went, and it was after the concert, and he went to Rav right in his face. He spat him in his face. 
and people they wanted to beat the guy up, and the son wiped it off, and he left, and he said, you know what a tire yid, you're such a precious Jew, you really bemis, you believe so strongly in the Torah that you have such a kanos that I'm a bit that I, in your eyes that I'm a rush, you know, whatever. Like Rav Shlomo says, you're such a gewaldig yid. So how could that person still hate Rav Shlomo after that? No, he can't. There's no mechitzas. There are people that they walk through their entire lives with a walking with a mechitza around them. I don't mean Kahanim going into the cemetery by the Lubavitcher Rebbe. There, 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 there are people that walk their whole lives with like a mechitza. Everywhere they go. They're macabre. And if anybody, if anybody tries, you can't get this way or that way. There's a mitzvah like that. He says, For this person, it's like the other person doesn't exist. He doesn't see him. He's on the other side of his machitza. Doesn't see him. Doesn't feel him. Doesn't know his pain. Doesn't know his story. A rabbi has a boy in the class that's, that's acting up terrible. What's the boy's story? Who is he? Do you, did you talk to him? Do you spend time with him? Do you invite him over? Who is the boy? Who is this boy? Do you know what he's been through? Do you understand him? Of course, you, the murderer knows that the other person is actually alive. He killed the living person. He knows that he's alive. He doesn't feel that. He doesn't feel the real, real, the 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 real life of that person who he killed. Because if he would really feel that, he couldn't possibly kill him. He can't kill someone. A human being. Rabbi Yuchim said, a human being can't kill another human being. He can't do that. Why is it that he's not aware of the other person's real existence? The terrorist is, the terrorist is because, because his entire life, the murderer's entire life, consists of himself. And he has built that mechitza around himself. He doesn't see what's on the other side. If somebody over there got him angry, he just shoots. It could be with a gun, God forbid, that's murderers, or it could be with words. Or anger, cause. But a person who has removed the mechitz is a person who's a nice thing, who's a nice thing. He feels every minute the life of another person. He feels the other person, even though he doesn't know the person. He feels he's a, a human being, he's alive, and he has, he has so much in him. Even though I don't know, he's a human being. Therefore, even if that person has, even if that person has, hurt or insulted him and even if he's repeated that and done something to upset him okay it's true that means in the case of the dying again coming back to the basin if there is something that took place you're allowed to go to the entire maybe you think this means that if somebody stole from you uh, money 
that you just shouldn't take him to a bezdin. It's not true. Why do you, we have a whole section of Shulchan Aruch? We have many, many, many thousands of Gemaras. And many times people have asked me, am I allowed to take, should I take him to the, so could we try to see if it's possible to work out that there should be a, a pshara, a um, compromise, maybe it could be worked out. What's it called in English? There's another word, not compromise. Uh, mediation. Maybe there's something that could be done to, medi- to mediate between the two of you. But if not, then of course you could, you could take it to Din Tyra. You're not a person that's always, like it's the Gemara says that if someone's always taken to Din Tyra, it means he's from Shevet Dan. Because he, he has such an Indian that anything, he's, always, uh, he's always sending out his manas to Din Tyra. But if someone stole from you, somebody did an Avla, according to Allah, again, you don't hate the person, you don't want to kill the person. But you have a tvi and halacha to get the money that's coming to you. That's 100% okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The Torah doesn't say that you have to be Michael. We're not talking about situations where, there's, where there are dinim of lifnim issues at din. We're talking about there's a plain and clear avla. The halacha is you go to Dazdan, you take care of it. La hamida al is fine. That that person should be in his place, meaning that he should have his money and that I should have my money. But it doesn't influence or affect the feelings that you have towards the other person. If someone has hurt you, obviously, it's very, very hard to do that. That's a big madrega. But at least, at least the madrega of people, we're talking now to begin with people who haven't, let's say, hurt you personally. That's a very hard madrega, which obviously we have to work on. But a beginning level would be if that person hasn't hurt you specifically, but the person has certain negative traits and characteristics, or the person is someone that is not such a nice person, such a good person, that already is something else. When someone has hurt you personally, that's a much bigger madrega. Although this works also for them. But to begin with, individuals who might not have hurt you personally in a bad way, but people who are different or people who are not nice or whatever it might be, People who are, who are difficult or a trouble and so on. Nimzim kain shavayde saadamila salik yezeratzin lekabo. Davayde in this world is to be misalik, to throw away that rotzin always to lekabo, to be makabo, to break down that mechitza. Well, legalis es rotzin lasez. And to reveal within oneself, you don't have to create it within yourself, even if you, even if you think you're selfish, you're not. Because the etzim of a Jew is Kaddish Vatar. And inside of you, all you want to do is to give. So you have to megal the Ratzim to give. By pushing yourself and forcing yourself, all the things we're learning about, legalus is a Ratzim lasses. Vazu yigale ahavu muchletis luzulos. When a person's megal that Ratzim aleph, again, Kaidim called a person understands and believes that just as I am good and the etzim is good, so to the other person I believe is good. Aleph, Beis, Losais, Nesina, Hashpa. Then the person will discover, If you don't believe that it works, pick one person and try. Even though it's, it, it's not foolproof, because if you're not like that, Meaning, if you haven't developed the kaiches, it might only last for a little while and it'll fall apart. But if you try to experiment with one person in your life, you will see that it 1,000% changes your entire way of feeling towards that person. 
The reason that it might not last is because you're still not be'etzim a noisein, you're still a makabal, and you're only trying with that one person. But even then, it'll make a huge difference. Even with that one person, it'll make a huge difference. We said when someone comes and tells him he has with this person, terrible, it's terrible, and he can't stand this person, or he's jealous of the person. So what can I do, what can I do? I always say the same thing. It's not my idea. It says in the Sonic Lashem. I always say, daven for that person. It's the last thing they wanted to hear. I said, daven for that person, that he should be much that he should be the simcha, that he shouldn't ever, ever have any bad thoughts about you or any other Jew. Daven for the person. You know, when you daven for a person, it's a very big mice of Messina. When you daven for people, you're giving to that person tremendous, you're giving up of your time and your kirchus hanefesh to daven for another person. It's, it's, it's one of the most powerful things. You daven for another person, you'll see, you know, he's not as bad as I thought. Not as bad as I thought. If you start davening him, because you don't know what can I do for him, how can I ever say really to give that person, to help that person. Used to, there are many, many stories like that about the Satmarov, especially. Because Satmarov used to give out fortunes of money in Sadaka. But you know, there are many stories like that. That the people, sometimes it happened that his biggest enemies came to him that they needed money. And there's a famous message like that by the Satmarov, that there was a guy that was a writer for a newspaper. I told him in the a number of times. Fellow was a writer for one of these early newspapers that made it his life's project to write against the Satmar Rabbi. Against Satmar and the Satmar Rabbi. And it happened that whatever, he had, to, he had a child that needed an operation and it had to, and he couldn't have it over there. He had to come to the States and he has no insurance. He had to get money. He's going to this place and that place. And a lot of people told him, go to the Satmar Rabbi. He gives out a lot of money for people. They need it. And he said, how can I go to this other guy? He wrote all these horrible articles. And so, but he had no choice. He got so bad. He had to get the child in operation. So he went to, he went to Williamsburg. He went to the summer of, And, um, and the summer of, he said, what, who are you, whatever? And he said, so-and-so, his name, Kripple, and his son needs an operation. The Rebbe gave him, he asked him how to course, and the Rebbe gave him an unbelievable amount of money to pay for the doctors, this and that. As he's leaving, so the guy becomes running in. They just found out who that person is. And the Gabba comes running into the, into the Rebbe. Rebbe, that, that Yid that was just here, does the Rebbe know who it is? He says, he said his name is whatever. He said, no, Ben Sarah, whatever. He says, no, that's the, is, that's the writer from the newspaper. That's the famous writer from the newspaper. His whole life is writing articles against the... So he says, that's him? Go get him. So the Chassidim were excited, you understand? Oh, I'm at Tzia. So they went running, they got this guy. He thought he, he thought he got away. He was just about to get into the car, whatever. And the Chassidim came. Let's go. The Rebbe wants to see him. He came in, the Rebbe took out from his pocket, from the drawer, whatever, and he gave him thousands of dollars more. And with a big smile, he said, I don't want you to think, I didn't know who you were, I don't want you to think for a second that I have a kapeda, your child should be well, I'll give you another bracha, everything should go well. So he said. And this fellow wrote a big article, when he got back to the cell, and the son was okay, he wrote a big article, so it's all famous stuff. He wrote a big article, about, I might not, I might not understand the Rebbe's politics and all of his things, but one thing I can tell you, you'll never see from me ever again a bad word about the man. Never again. So all of life is like that. But the Rebbe doesn't have machitzes. So now this fellow who's this angry guy, this journalist, he found out that there's someone that, that loves him and doesn't make a difference that you write articles like that. It doesn't, it doesn't bother him. There's no machitzes. 
So then, then, then the Israelis mechitza fell down. How could how, when you see when you see that someone that someone is such a nice thing, how could you hold on to your kabbalah in the face of such nesina? How could someone a mother the mother gives to the child gives to the child? Sometimes you see by these big by these big the kind I was talking about a little while ago. You need to have a whole police force with you just if you be with a guy. You see somebody these big rotschim, but they love their mothers. They love their mothers. They, and, they're, and they're unbelievably gentle, violent, crazy people. But with a mother, they, they, they make nice, and they pick up, and they take care of their mother. Their mother. Because the mother, and the mother, the, the mother gave to them, gave to them, gave to them. It's and, Hamasina. And you can't hate a person like that. And it works the other way. The other, that's really what we're talking about. And the mother can only see good in the child. And even after, even after they took him away, and they, or they're taking him, the, the mother, they always say, he's such a good boy. I don't like him. He's such a good boy. And when they arrest these guys and they take him away, the mother's always standing there crying. He's such a nice boy. She's not saying that for the television. She badness means it, the mother. She sees him like that as, a, as when he was a little boy. She doesn't see him as a murderer. He became a murderer. She sees him tight. Why? Because the mother was giving and giving and giving to this child. Every minute of her life she was giving to the child. So that's why so many times you have between a father and a mother about the same child and the same thing that happened in the house. The father paskins what? Skilas fei for The father paskins misa. On that, for that, what the kid did. And the mother looks at the husband and she looks at the kid and the kid looks at the mother. <coughs> There's one Meilitz, like it's Katharis, right? Maybe you'll find one Meilitz, one Meilitz. Mulmagit Pesha. And the kid looks at the mother, and the mother makes like a certain look, and the kid figures, all right, there'll be a Hamtaka over here. Just, as soon as this guy gets out of the house, it'll be all right. He paskin, the father paskined Misa. And the mother is already looking at the husband, what are you doing? Something like that. It wasn't so bad. And, and the whole thing is a Pella. Because the mother was the one that was all upset and screaming and she called the husband to come in, what he did. And then the, and the husband's only following up what the mother was complaining about. And then the, and the husband comes in, he passes, that's what you did, Yechayev Misa. And then the mother starts to plead, no, please, please. There isn't anybody here who doesn't know that. Where does that come from? The terror says you can't compare with the mother, the mother giving to the child. And because of that, she can't see the evil in the child. With the father, even though he loves the child, the father doesn't have that same Indian. Not to such a degree. Usually, there are such cases. Usually not like that. And because of that, Even if you see that there's something bad with that person, it doesn't create a blockage. It doesn't block you from that person. Because you see that that person is be'etzim toiv. 
not just that you see yourself as bet some type. You see that the person is at some good. But he's wearing things that are not good. Certainly the fact that there are things on the outside of that other person that that are upsetting and that create some sort of a hafra'a, meaning it's, it's a problem. You know, there were many, many people in the old Yeshuv who were very, very upset with Rav Kook. I don't know how many of you know the history of that. Very, people were very angry. Rav Kook was Makar of everybody. Rav Kook went, we used to leave Shul on Yom Kippur, go talk to guys that were sitting and working on Yom Kippur Jews. He used to leave Shul and go talk to them. And all that he wrote about them and said that they're really such great people and then he wrote in the Irish something that they have a certain Mila over us and got a lot of people upset. <clears throat> so there were people that were complaining to the Chazanish about Rav Kook. And the Chazanish said, the only thing you could say about Rav Kook is his Ahava is Makakelis is Ashur. That his love for Jews is so powerful that he can't see some of the, he can't see what's wrong with them. He can't see what's wrong with him. It's not Kalkal Sashur. It threw his judgment off of other people because of his Ahava, because how much he loves them. If you don't love another person, then the tiniest little thing, the tiniest little thing can get you annoyed and upset with him, can throw off the balance of the relationship if you don't see the good in the other person. It doesn't have to be a big thing that he did to hurt you. The tiniest little thing, you can get upset and annoyed. And you, wanna, you don't have to have a shaykhist anymore. You don't have a relationship with him anymore. But when there's a strong love between people, I feel even if you see in the other person something bad, if the love is a true love, if it's real, he tigbar alatchunus hashlilos will be stronger. We always ask Hashem, Hashem, your love for us is stronger than the midas hadin. You love us, so let your love roll over the midas hadin. And you should go out lifting the mishras hadin with your children because you love us, and you should look at us like a mother looks at a child. And even though you know that there are bad things about us, but means let your love roll over the, the anger. Wash it away. When there's real ahava, you know that there's something wrong with that person. It's like you don't know. You know that there's an Indian, but the ahava, a kolp shorim techasa ahava. Let's take another three minutes. If you have to, I'm sorry, just we'll finish the paragraph. Till the next thing. You see this with a married couple. That if they have a real deep love that's between them over the years. Even if you picked up, you noticed over time that there's a chisar and there's a chisar, another chisar in the one that you're married to. There's something missing. There's some problem. Then Hazuga, the other one 
turns away from that, doesn't focus on it, doesn't pay attention to it. He knows it is a fool, but because the Ahava is stronger than the Chisarim. And you know if you're going to get yellow, you're going to get upset, you're always going to point out the Chisarim, then it's going to ruin the, the person's feelings, it's going to ruin the relationship, it's not Kedai. Why would you want to do that thing? You love the person. So the truth is that in order that you should be able to connect deeply to another person, it's not enough just to say, well, he probably meant this, he probably meant that. To be milamet schus, that's a good thing. It's a big mitzvah. It's a mitzvah deraisa to milamet schus on another person. But that's not going to get you to love the person necessarily. You might be able to get you past this crisis with the individual. So even if I could forgive him, milamet schus, that there's a, you know. There's a reason why he did that to me. Something, some reason. But that doesn't mean I can love him. It doesn't mean I can have a deep connection to him. I forgive him. I let him go. Only when you follow the path that we're learning. You build a world of, of toiv within yourself. In myself. And you break down the walls between you and the other, and the other, about building a relationship where I'm always trying to give to this person, to give, to give, and not to take. Then you reveal, you find, you, you discover a world of ahava, of love. The yachas, the gilu yahav, and the evil that you see in the other person, will, yes, will shrink. Will shrink in proportion to the unbelievable ahava that you have inside of you for that person. The ra that you see, it will shrink. It's a claiming kind. Other people can't believe how do you live with that person. They don't see, how can you live with that person? Because they see the chasar and they don't love the person. But you're always nice, say nice, and you love the person, then the chasar is nothing. You say, how do I love you? It's the most wonderful person. They don't have a problem. Because you discover the world of Ahav, the Ilm of Ahav. We should be safe to feel that with each other, <coughs> all of us, one with the other, children, parents, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, parents, children, and our father, Avinash of always, always to look at us in such a way. And Shitaka, he should be Misnagulas, Midas Achesim, Midas Arachim, he should be Zoychim, the Glash of Amitis, maybe I'm in our own name.